0: Hello and welcome to the podcast According to Sci-Faith, where we discuss topics revolving around the compatibility of science and faith. I'm Joshua King and you're listening to According to Sci-Faith. Episode 15. Darwin's mistake and the Theocity question. Recently, I read a book um, it was, or last year it was, uh, that I read a book. It was actually in the beginning of the last year. So it's been a while, but, um, I, I read this book, uh, by a historian, Tom Holland. So not the actor, there's a historian who is named the same. And he wrote about, um, about, uh, basically about Christian history. The book is called Dominion and it is really about, uh, christianity from its emergence to now has how it has shaped culture how it has uh, participated in creating especially what is now called western culture and the effects it had and how profound those were and it is really an interesting book if you are a believer or an unbeliever it is really an interesting book Uh, tom holland himself i believe is not a believer in the sense that he really uh, has a relationship to 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 jesus I, i don't Know myself, he only knows that. But but that's the the idea you're getting from the book. But he has an appreciation of uh, the effect Christianity has on on, on um, culture and on, on on the on world history. So, if you're really interested in this, uh, he has a, also a podcast. The rest is history, where he, with an o- other historian Dominic Sandbrook, talks about uh, uh, these uh, topics. Not, not only about these topics, they po- talk about history in general. But he oftentimes brings in uh, the the effect Christianity ha- Christianity has had on our uh, on world history, and. Th- it's really interesting but it's also interesting to read a book because there he really dives in deep into it and where you see how how the how many things were really accepted uh, affected by uh, christianity and he covers the uh, certain areas also he covers uh, all all of the middle ages all of the time afterwards the renaissance the reformation and also the 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 modernity and he comes also to the time where science came up, where the scientific revolution came up. And there he also covers, uh, of course, uh, Darwin and his theory of evolution and how Darwin, as somebody who was believing in the beginning, more and more lost his faith and how he argued about losing his faith. And if you read it in this context of this book, in the context of the history he describes before, in I think you... you uh, you realize some some mistake in my opinion uh, Darwin made uh, in his conclusions because um, uh, Tom Holland starts this by really describing almost to at the same time or before sometime before uh, what happened what he also credits uh, Christianity to is uh, the abolition of slavery. So what he writes there is um, when the, the the colonization took place and the the. New World was discovered and colonized, of course. Um, there was uh, this one clergyman, or I think actually he was a Quaker. Um, he was Benjamin de la Casas, or nee, Bar- Barthol- Bartholomew de la Casas was his name. And he was the first one who was really critical mm-hmm. about slavery and ab- about the conditions in which the slaves were held in um in in, the, in these uh, colonies and who uh, really was the first who came up with this idea of uh, being created equal before God and that this also holds, of course, to the slaves that they were holding. And uh, over the time, it, it led to slavery uh, or the slave trade being abolished and this was uh, done by uh, the British Empire, which at this time uh, was really the world-dominating force it was it had the greatest navy so it was ruling the seas and therefore it was not only saying okay we won't uh, uh, trade slaves anymore which was accomplished uh, by william wilberforce also a christian who uh, managed to get this through the, the british congress at this time and um, uh, but but uh, this was achieved by the British, but they, of course, said, okay, if we are not uh, trading slaves, we won't allow the others to have the same benefit because that's, that's bad for business, of course. Uh, but also they do- did not say it like that, but uh, they also had a uh, spiritual reasoning behind it. Whether the- this was honest or not, you can argue yourself, but still they forced other uh, nations and other cultures to abolish the slave trade also and one of these cultures which uh, also was trading slave and never in their own religion had uh, seemingly any con- saw any contradictions to it up to that point was the the muslim culture and they, um, they the british basically uh, enforced upon the muslims to uh, uh, to uh, ab- abolish the, the slave trade in in their nations uh, this is how uh, tom holland writes it uh, at least or that, that, that's the impression you get. And um, he also writes that they themselves then uh, um, argued using this when, when they were forced to do it like that, they argued that they did it also because their laws basically implied it, that they laws, their laws also implied that uh, slavery is wrong and so on and so on. So, Whatever you believe, you can argue about whether this is true or not. But from the historic evidence uh, this historian presents, it seems pretty uh, believable to me. Uh, but what it really shows, and I think what really was the case, is that through this um, through these uh, statements and through the the, the world uh, powers, the christianly dominated world powers arguing in such a way that is basically natural law that every man is created equal and so on that they were arguing from those are laws of nature and not laws of our religion. But they were arguing those are laws of nature, and you need to uh, oblige to. They did not come to this uh, the, these countries that were not uh, Christian and say you have to do it because our God says so. But they came to them uh, saying you have to do it because the laws of nature are saying so. Because otherwise they could not argue this way. Because what do other religions care about what your God is saying? Basically, that's so. So they needed to have a different argument and the argument was the laws of nature uh, say so and whether this is right or wrong I mean there were different I mean he goes also in it would lead too much but he goes also in on the Marquis de Sade who had a really different idea what the laws of nature are saying and if you look at it from a Christian perspective you might also come to a different conclusion uh, as we see later um But uh, this was the mindset that was created in this time, that the laws of nature are basically saying slavery is wrong and so on. All these, uh, everyone is created equal and so on and so on. Uh, And uh, this was the mindset with which I assume Darwin looked at the world because this was the the time, this was the society, uh, this was the culture that he lived in. And when he then uh, came to his theory of evolution and uh, G- lost his uh, faith uh, with time. There was one s- thing he said. S- said what led to him to reject God. And there he said, "I cannot persu- persuade myself that a beneficent and omen- omnipotent God would have designedly created the Ichneumonide uh, with the express intention of their feeding within the living bodies of caterpillars." So, this animal, which I had uh, trouble to pronounce, (laughs) is uh, apparently is living inside the bodies of uh, caterpillars, kind of like a a parasite. And I'm not sure if it's eating him from the inside out or something else, but it's apparently something really bad for this animal. It's like parasites. Basically, he says to to generalize it he cannot believe in a beneficent and omnipotent omnipotent god if if who that he would designedly create a world in which uh, there are some things like parasites and this i think comes from his conviction which he grew up with, that the natural law basically states, yeah, everyone is created equal and we, we are all, and so on, we are all have all worth and so on, which, as a Christian would say, is true, but a Christian would also acknowledge that we are living in a fallen creation. So uh, the the Christians always dis- distinguish between the nature before the fall and afterwards. And after the fall, uh, something in creation itself was falling. Uh, animals are eating each other, uh, humans fighting each other, a lot of horrible things are happening in this world. And this is not attribu- attributed to a God who wanted it to be like this, but it is attributed to uh, the fall into sin, which came according to the biblical story by Adam, and which has since then been in this world and uh, perverted this uh, wonderful creation by God. So, and and I think there is this mistake Darwin did. This is uh, um, you can see it clearly. I think if you read the book that he assumed something to be true, which was. Not true without God Himself. So, what basically the the, the British people, when they enforced the abolition of the slave trade on the other nations, did they they argued with spirit uh, with uh, divine um, revelations, but without God Himself, but without a God behind it, they said it has to be like this by nature and not because this is how god wanted the creation to be or the the destined creation to be and so they they in 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 essence they took out the fall of it and then when darwin looked at nature as it is in in biology in in the animal kingdom and so on uh, when he looked at this as it really is he said yeah but this is in stark contrast to what i have learned it is supposed to be and since the, when it was uh, pushed on, on others to treat everyone equally, it um, uh, it was basically taking uh, God was basically kind of taken out of the equation in, in order to make the argument for those who did not believe in this God. Um, in, in, since this was happening, you he could not really see that there there is a difference that there has been a fall which led to this nature as it is to not be as it is supposed to be. And I think this was the mistake that he made, and um, what basically led to him losing his faith and rejecting God. And uh, I think this is clearly seen uh, if one looks at it in this historical context. What Darwin is saying in the statement is uh, basically the theosity question. This is uh, very much discussed. It uh, if you usually if you argue with an atheist. Uh, at some point it will, won't be about, yeah, science says uh, this and that, and therefore I cannot believe in a God. Uh, it's rather something, how could an beneficent and omnipotent God allow such and such? And then they refer to something like suffering and so on uh, uh, that unfortunately is existing in this world. And as we already mentioned, the answer to this and the answer to the theocity question almost always is the 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 case that there is a fallen nature, a fallen creation, and which which explains why suffering is in this world. Because uh, of course there are cases in which this uh, co- correlation or this um, causation is not that clear or seems to be not there, but uh, still one can usually explain uh, plain it in these terms, but you, the problem oftentimes is uh, that you cannot explain it directly from one point to the other. For example, there is this uh, story in in the in the in the. Um, Gospels where the the disciples of Jesus ask Jesus about a a blind man and they ask uh, who has who in their family uh, or he he was born blind and they ask who has sinned that he has gotten this blindness so was it his his parents and why did he then obtain it or uh, because he was born blind he could not have been it and so and and Jesus rejects that idea and he says okay that this is not more or less, uh, uh, he says that there is not this direct causation necessarily, but uh, this is uh, leads to something else. But uh, I think oftentimes, and that's my perception of it, uh, asking this uh, theosity question also is um, kind of neglecting responsibility for own actions because if this uh, what what we are talking about of all nature is that we are basically saying, hey, we brought this upon ourselves by sinning, by not acting according to God's will, according to the purposes that God had for us, we brought all this pain and suffering on ourselves and therefore uh, this is not done by God. It's not that God uh, 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 creates the world in this way uh, because he's some sadist or something. No, it's because we have uh, deviated from what he had intended for us and this way uh, this pain and suffering came into his world which is not from him but from the enemy and the Bible is really clear on this. And therefore, I think it's often time asking this question, to me, it's often time neglecting responsibility. All right, I think it's time for a short break. So before we continue, just make me let a, some short uh, announcements. Um, if you uh, want to know more about faith, I really encourage you to go to my website mm-hmm. sci-faith.de slash en. There you can find out more about this podcast, about my book and ab- about my blog. So you can read my blog. All the articles are also now in English. So you can read all of them. Also the article which i described in the first episode. And you can also learn more about my book which is now available in English so I really encourage you to get it as an e-book and, and read it because there really much about what we are talking about is really discussed in a, in a deeper way and you will understand I think a lot more of what I'm talking about if you really have grasped those concepts Uh, also there is a new book out, my latest novel or my first novel also uh, Alien Thoughts you can get it on on Amazon as an ebook, and I really encourage you to read it it's really uh, exciting I have gotten a lot of feedbacks people really like it and so I really hope you read it and also give it a 5 star rating because this always helps people to uh, to know what the book is, to, to understand if it is something for them. And really, if you have the time, I really ask you to write a review of it mm-hmm. such that people really can know um, what a book is about, know if it's something for them. And so more reader, readers can get aware of, of this book and can get to enjoy it. It also, of course... All, all this also supports me in my work, also on this podcast. It gives me more flexibility produce, to do, produce new episodes. So I really am hoping for your support. Also, if you have ideas or requests or something that you want to have covered in this podcast, feel free to contact me at psi-faith.de slash en and then use the contact form. There you can also subscribe to the newsletter where you will get some uh, 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 special materials So newsletter. In the newsletter, I write some of of the thoughts that are usually not fit for blog posts, but still very interesting topics. So if you want to uh, get this or get news, whatever happens at ZyFaith, what's new, what's up, then you will get the latest news, you will really get there. And then I really encourage you to subscribe to my Substack. With that being said, let's continue to the episode. Yes, and, um, and a really good uh, novel I recently read that makes this pretty clear. It's the um, uh, from Dostoevsky. It's uh, called um, the Brothers Karamazov. It's really uh, a powerful uh, novel. I really encourage you to read it. So it's a little bit long, about a thousand pages or a, a little bit more than that even. So, uh, But it's really worth it because he covers a lot of topics in there. And among others, he covers this uh, theosity question. And in this book, there is um, there are uh, three brothers and they uh, he describes the lives of them, the, the opinions of them. One of them is Alyosha Karamasov, and he is, uh, in the beginning, he is a monk, and uh, all through the book, he, he is a believer in Christ, and... In contrast to him, there is there is a different brother, Ivan Karamazov, who believes in God, but who still rejects God because of these things, because he believes that a God who is a, a just God could not allow uh, for such uh, suffering to be in this world or that he does not accept the justice of such a God. And there is a, a, a dialogue between um, Ayosha Karamazov and Ivan Karamazov in which they discuss these topics. And uh, uh, Ivan Karamazov pr- brings a lot of examples and and uh, anecdotes towards this, and he tells uh, of uh, cruel histories that occurred then. So you have to remember this uh, was at a time in um, in in. Russia in the in the Russian Empire and there this was a time where serfdom was still existent and it was not still existent in when the book is written it was just recently abolished but the the remembrance of, of this time is still there and the stories out of these times are still there. And uh, Ivan Karamazov, for example, tells of one story where uh, one uh, landlord is is really uh, mean or really evil to 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 the child of of some uh, of his uh, servants, and uh, and and he describes it then as how could could a, a God allows, uh, allowed it. But uh, what what I think comes pretty clearly out of this story, at least to me, is. Uh, where's the father in this? Where's the father of this child? Where's the mother of this child? I, I mean, they are mentioned there, but but they are basically standing by and and watching as, as it happens and allowing it to happen. And and there there you can already see uh, the the neglected uh, responsibility because even I mean it might be coming from a high horse for someone who never lived under the circumstances, but still I mean there would be as a as a father or as a parent of a child where no matter who attacks it, there should be this responsibility to say, no, you can't do that. No, that's my child. You have first have to pass me. That's at least what I think a parent is supposed to do in this situation. And, and there you already see, uh, as cruel as the story is, as cruel as the behavior of this landlord must have been, there is still the neglected responsibility of those who were responsible for this child. And I think if you... If you look into this, you see uh, that that uh, mostly in uh, when when we ask this question, it points to us uh, pushing a responsibility. We actually, that is up to us towards God. That uh, if you if you for example if you if you look at it in another way, where you say, okay, what would be the perfect solution? Then would it be that uh, what well, no matter what is, would it be that there's absolutely no suffering in this world i mean that would be perfect you would guess but it would also mean that whatever we do no uh no there, there could not be no uh, suffering so wh- however hurtful we were to other humans however uh evil we were to others it would be not lead to any uh, any any suffering anything that um might hint at uh at something going wrong or something i mean uh, it i think if you logically try to think it th- through you might you, you should come to a conclusion that that this would also not be just or could not be just and it would something where we either are prevented for doing uh from doing what we uh, uh from having free will or where we can do what we want and it just has no effect so we should, would also have basically no free will well, because whatever we do it won't have any effect so where's the free will and that so if you just make these two statements that a god creates uh, humans who have free will then it is uh, that there, there needs to be the responsibility to um uh, to go against suffering and so on, it needs to be on us and not on, on God himself. And therefore, uh, if you also look further into the gospel accounts and into uh, really what Jesus did at the cross, then you see that God himself really did everything to alleviate uh, this, did everything he possibly could to free us uh, from this uh, state, to free us out from the state which we brought upon ourselves by becoming man and... And by doing the, uh, by carrying all this for us at the cross and uh, and delivering us uh, from it. So, uh, if you really look into it, you see there was, uh, in the first place, it was on us. It is our responsibility. And in the second state, you see that he still took as. Far as it was possible, the responsibility on him by dying for us at the cross and freeing us from this uh, sinful nature. So, to answer the theocity question is to say, yeah, this uh, actually it is our responsibility and not his, but he al- already has taken up our responsibility and f- and delivered us from it. So. Of course, if you look then closer, you will s- still see there's still suffering in this world. Unfortunately, there is still injustice in this world. And there uh, where you also not always can understand, as I said, the direct causation of this, where you don't understand why does this person have to suffer suffer where others who been way worse uh, don't have to. And I think in this context, you really have to make this leap of faith where you really say, okay, but... I can can I believe that God's justice is greater than what I can imagine? Can I believe that in the grand scheme of things, beyond this life, beyond this world, uh, in the eternal world in which God is living, that there is still justice coming to be, that that uh, the complete justice of God will be uh, really fulfilled there? And I think this faith, uh, I can have this faith, and I can say even if I really don't understand what uh, uh, everything that happens really don't understand uh, every suffering that occurs. I really can have faith that in the grand scheme of things, God will bring everything to uh, to to justice, and uh, have uh, faith in in that. And also, one more thing to to state is there that if you are in such a discussion where this question comes up, I mean. What I was answering, I was answering it in a pretty logical way which is not always the solution or is seldom the solution because this question usually as you can easily imagine is not a question of explain to me logically why this occurs but usually it's an emotional question because if you ask why is suffering in this world why can and god allow this this is usually referred to something personal that you experienced personal suffering or a loss of a person uh, that you seem think to uh, was unjust or something like that and therefore it's an emotional question which can only Answered emotionally or, and not in a logical way, which would uh, seem and. In- In most cases, I guess, insulting to that person. Understandably so. So, if you are in such a discussion, maybe don't come with that logic, but instead come with empathy. And really, uh, uh, if you are yourself in such a situation where you ask yourself questions, where you ask yourself how how God, how can you allow such things to happen? Then really make the step of saying, "Okay, I don't know everything." If you, you, I think you have to have this humility. And I know that you are God, and that you are greater. Then me and that your ways are greater than mine and that even if I don't understand it that your ways are perfect and Please reveal yourself to me. To me then, uh, if you have this posture, I think it will be a lot of uh, a lot easier to deal with these questions, and I think uh, you will also get then answers for yourselves. Maybe not answers who can be logically conclusive in all ways, but answers you can live with and answers you can accept for yourself, and that will help you to uh, continue on. So that's everything for today's episode. I hope you liked it and you enjoyed each part of it. If you want to get in touch with me or discuss a topic or want to give me some feedback, then feel free to contact me using the contact format on my website, psi-faith.de slash en. And there you can go to the contact tab and contact me. And uh, if you have any other things or episodes you want to have covered there or topics you haven't have covered, uh, feel free. Uh, to uh, contact me there. Also, if you are not yet familiar with the format in which these, uh, pod, this podcast is produced let me just briefly explain it to you so there are always is always at the beginning of a month or of, of a block there are is a, a big block of four episodes in in one thing it's kind of like a preview which I call it where you have the next four episodes all in one episode uh, together combined and this is for people who like to hear long form formats Podcasts who have a long way to work or something else where they can listen to a long episode and can then have a preview of the next four episode all at once or episodes all at once and are completely up to date from the beginning of the block. For those who like uh, their episodes shorter, who prefer it if if they have one, a half an hour or even less of a, po- a podcast episode. For those there is every week afterwards will appear a podcast episode. A, a, almost in that length and this way i can uh, publish every week uh, a new podcast every episode and everyone uh, can have it his own way either once a month a long uh, chunk of um, uh, of uh, content or once a week a shorter uh, form, format a podcast episode so i think that's the best way for everyone and also for me when i'm producing it Please also note that this is an independent podcast, which means that it is recorded, produced and marketed by me. So I really need your support in this. So if you like this podcast, then give it a five star rating. And if you have the time, even write a review to it. This just helps other listeners to uh, become aware of this podcast and then people who might be interested in this content become can become aware of it. Also, if you have friends who you think would like this content, then recommend it them and share it with them also you can support me in other ways for example by reading my blog and uh, subscribing to my newsletter or even by reading my books uh, which you can uh, find on amazon for example there is um, my latest novel out now is Alien Thoughts, which is pretty entertaining from the feedback that i gotten. And so it's also in some way related to science and faith. The topic of it is also in there. But of course, you can also read the book to this podcast, Sci-Faith, the compatibility of science and faith, which is also available in English since last year. Thank you for that. And now I wish you a wonderful day. And I'm looking forward for you to tune in again next time.